the rest of the guys. That's the wrong clicking button. That's the one we want. There we go. Now we're good. Testing, testing, one, two. Can you all hear us? We probably should have done that ahead of time. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Apparently, we're doing this a different way tonight. Uh, Hello, everybody. I'm not Lard Team Maker, and this is The Game Won't Play Itself, Season 2, Episode 18. We already recorded 19. Uh, As, like I said, I'm not Lard Team Maker. I am James Atkinson. To my bottom right is not James Atkinson, but Will Lartine Maker. Hello, good evening. <laughs> to my immediate right, not playing it's Hergelman. It's Chris Hergelman. He's always <laughs> he's always been in that Rub-a-dub-dub, position. Dub dub three men in a tub, it's Hergelman. All three of them are me. And joining us from the way off distant land of Japan is my own personal friend, Mr. Ben Koyansky. Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here. So we have gone totally international now. We're, we are on the around three continents. So we've we've done it. We've gone big time. Any any listeners in Australia or uh, or the Antarctica that want to join in, so we can just really tie it all together. Let us know. Or you know, Africa or yeah, uh, South America. Just the more continents, the cooler. Yeah, uh, obviously I have an American education, so... So you don't know about South America? <laughs> no, not at all. Just, just they never told it's, you? Is it not the America? Because I only know of one America, and that's the United States of America. Yeah, isn't South America like Texas? America. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that where my oil comes from? <laughs> that's that's a good point. I know someone from Aussie who... Might possibly come over because yeah, I know he's American. Too. Austin, he used to work at, knife. Used to work at IGN Australia, but let's not hold that against him. <laughs> hey, just because he can't, he thinks the number one is seven, and a ten is ten, doesn't mean he has an issue. Speak <laughs> <laughs> true. This is true. This is true. Yeah, we all know IGN. What is what is bad? Seven. What is good? Ten. What did you think of the game? Eh. <laughs> She's and, as we, really likes my joke. and as we all know, you can't spell ignorant without IGN. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Actually, that's that's an interesting point. Um, what do you guys think about Humble having been bought out by IGN? Yeah. Now, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried too. That. I, yeah. So if it if it stays how it is, that's fine. But if it changes on a fundamental level. I am not okay with that. Yeah, my my look at it is you're you're going to start having to pay anywhere between seven seven and a half dollars to ten dollars for any of the games. That's my. Uh, I, I doubt they're going to change the business model that much. I mean, the reason Humble is successful is because of how it works. It would be suicide to mess with that. But my, I think yeah. it is a little weird when you've got you know uh, <clears throat> a journal. Sorry, journalistic kind of organization that reviews games, that's also publishing games. You know, are they going to are they going to review the games they've published? How do you like maintain any kind of credibility when you do that? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's one thing that was brought up by others, like Jim Sterling. He was one of oh, right. Oh, come on, what what's going to happen here? Are they going to do that? Because you know, there's no, you can't have an unbiased review that way. You just can't. 
you know, it's like when when down the line we get uh, members of Ninth Studio on the show here, I can't be, you know, I can't be the forefront. I can't be the one pushing all this stuff because of family members are mm. part of it. So I have to be transparent and I have to take the step back. It's it, it's one of those things that you just it just can't happen the way that they potentially want to. What about but the we'll embargoes? Say. What do you think they're going to do with, the, with their with their embargoes to other media? Or are they going to even let other media do their games? Review their they games? They would have to. I mean, they're not going to be able to stop other media from reviewing their games. True. And I think, I mean, it would be it would be such it'd be such a bad PR move to do otherwise, right? True. Yeah. A, a review company that develops games that won't let other people review their games kind of is yeah, just that, like that's madness. They they couldn't do that. I'd be digging their own hole, wouldn't it? Yeah. Really, just to sort of implode, collapse. And Bradman says, "I gen means I guess not, because that's what you say <laughs> when you ask them if they're going to have an unbiased rating." <laughs> nice. The the other thing with Humble Bundle is that we could always look at it and ho- hope it, it it kind of follows the Amazon and Twitch model, which is basically Amazon buying Twitch and re- and kind of easily saying, "Run your business. We're going to provide capital and." and hosting for you, but ultimately it's still your business to kind of run. We ask you to add a few more things into it. And I don't think what Amazon has added so far into Twitch is be considered a hugely negative thing. I think they've only done things to help improve it. Yeah. I've, I've not seen anything that's detrimental to it yet. I do we- think that the cross promotion with Amazon prime is a little weird. Um, <clears throat> I play a lot of Warframe and Warframe has a thing going right now where if you, link your Twitch account with your Amazon Prime account. They, like, give you some rare items. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that just strikes me as, like, kind of a kind of a strange thing to have, like, a game that wants you to link up to an external service, which w- wants you to then link up to yet another external service to, like, give you an advantage. I don't know how I feel about that. Are, they, they've kind of done like a, a cosmetic similarity recently with you play. Um, you know, you can get a, a Twitch, a streamer skin for your character in South Park. And just today, I noticed there was a pack come up on there for um, for Assassin's Creed Origins, like the Master Master Assassin pack. Well, Ubisoft needs as much help as they can get to have anybody buy their games. <laughs> You mean their game one? Yeah. 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 I mean, Assassin's Creed is just one run long, long running joke at this point. Yes. I'm. I'm going to give us Origins the benefit of the doubt because that was good when I played it. Before. I saw the best feature ever, though. You can pet a cat. Yeah. No. Ten out of ten. Best game ever. Yep. It would be a twenty out of twenty else. if it was a corgi. Yep. <laughs> the official mascot of the game will play itself. Yes. Ding. Shell, shell harder. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, we've got stuff to talk about tonight. We've got news. We've got what we've been playing. We've got a guest on. So we're going to be talking bollocks for them, and also shout outs and talking about extra life. Extra life is only seven days away here. Next week, seven Same days. days yeah, and seven days for Ben. Eight days yeah. for us, because. Two of us are streaming from the future. The other rest of us are in the now. 
and you guys are whenever you're seeing it. By the way, in the year 2020, when this gets released on audio, how's it going? Is that wall been <laughs> built yet? We're kind of confused. We want to know. Leave comments. We require a partnership with Amazon. <laughs> if I want to, re- yes, Samantha. If you want to, re- if you want to learn about ancient Egypt, just watch the Mummy. Brendan Fraser is definitely the mode of your education right there. There's really no way to go wrong with Brendan Fraser. You better be talking about the Brendan Fraser version of the Mummy because if it's the Tom Cruise one, don't get me started. And then if Everything you do, I... really, you want to see it. You, you know, you have to smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> More importantly, you have to smell what the like blurry CGI rock is cooking. Yeah, <laughs> he had a scorpion body. And a face yeah. that looked like it was made out of melted wax. Yeah. <laughs> but those CGI <laughs> graphics, man, they're like the PlayStation 2 graphics. They were just, at the time, they were the shit. <laughs> this is a callback to, like... It was, it was indistinguishable guys... from a movie. <laughs> it was... No, the, the CGIs were just shit. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Yeah. And I think well, it's it's the movie that both successfully launched and destroyed Brendan Fraser's career as an actor. <laughs> we could dare say. I mean, what has he done besides from Scrubs after that? Was George of the Jungle before or after that? I think that was after. Yeah, after. after. Hmm. That was a successful thing, Brendan Fraser. By the way, did, Rachel right? Weiss was in that movie too. Not, yeah. not a lot of people remember that, but she she was there. Just, just, just as, a, or she was in the first one. I don't know what happened after that. The movie franchises couldn't get her back because they she probably didn't want the money they were offering. <laughs> I'm guessing. But you know what else isn't back anymore? Connect. The Connect is officially dead. It's a surprise to everybody, isn't it? Did anyone use it? <laughs> Will anyone miss it? Um, it was used a lot in non-gaming related things, like um, doing 3D scans of stuff. Uh, like spying on your house if you're Microsoft? <laughs> or the NSA? Well, if they're spying on me at the moment, I'll just do this for them. There we go. <laughs> Wait, Will has my... a connect? Yeah, what do you think I used for, for Late Night Loud on the, on the Xbox? The connect. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that silence horror. go. That's that's the just. Huh. You you play that dope uh, Han Solo dancing game on there? Yeah. Did you, oh. you, did you just do you just dance? Did you, you God, just no. dan- just want to dance? Because that's that's what I think of when I think of the connect. No. Oh. oh no! That. <laughs> I have you know the the three sixty connect when that was out. Um, my brother almost destroyed a, a light bulb by playing the Star Wars one with a rancor monster. We have to jump up and go, <laughs> plug his hand up and see where it was going. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, let's be honest. Besides from like having a camera attached to your thing, your your console, what else did it like? It didn't really bring anything else. And nowadays, you're actually yeah. getting third party third party accessories that are now compatible with consoles that give you better quality and better things. I mean, you got Turtle Beach has a whole streamer mic set now for consoles. That's going to be 10 times better than anything Microsoft and PlayStation are going to make just because they're just not in that business. 
and the Xbox One X now has the adapter bit, so you can put your web camera into the into your Xbox, so you can use it for streaming. Now, there's here's the here's the oddball thing is that we're going to see an interesting hit to certain industries, namely mocap. Mocap was because a thing. Mocap using the Kinect was a thing. Yeah, um, it's a really it was cheap actually, option for it. Yeah, really cheap. Like, we're talking a total of $300 to get uh, a full mocap set going. Wow. Versus, you know, the 1200 for a Kinectic, uh, a Kinetic Soup. Ah, I see what you Kinectic Soup. Aha. Hey. Now, now the name makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, it's still, it's for me, it's, remember when, like, you know, motion, remember when, like, having movable controllers and wiggling your hands around was a thing? Did that survive? Eh? Remember when 3D gaming was supposed to be I the know. next thing? Did that survive? Yeah. I, I shamefully did buy a PlayStation Move because I thought it was <laughs> going to have, like, cool light gun games. And it had it. Dead Space Extraction. But yep. That was, that was it. It was my, like, $100 Dead Space Extraction rig. And they, they, Microsoft say they still will continue to offer customer support for Connect, uh, which ends up selling around 35 million units, apparently. Wow, uh, this but, is actually Microsoft supporting something after they kill it. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, a, it's almost like they're, they're, they're trying to do a different thing to Sony. Right? They're trying to do a decent idea. <laughs> See? See, they're trying. They are trying to get back into the into it. Being so far behind Sony, but yeah, so but support family for developer tools remains up in the air. So, you know, I I, <clears throat> I like this Connect better than the first the first one, but yeah, if I'd have been had the option to get another webcam, I would have done it easier. Honestly, I don't think they should have totally stopped it entirely because that's what it seems like it's doing. I haven't read the entire set, but like. PC connects are used for a lot of things outside of gaming entirely, like um, doing scans for for 3D models, for for example, uh, 3D printing action figures. Um, connects are super useful for that. <laughs> Samantha in the chat's like, "Connect will revolutionize the way we live." <laughs> yeah, can, can somebody? That, that said, though, I mean, with the connect out of the picture. I wonder if someone else is going to come up with a similar low price solution to fill that void if there is that much demand, you know, for a cheap camera with those features. Oh, someone probably will. I mean, it's this thing is it depends how many people still use, you know, their consoles as direct streaming units for one. And if there's there's that still the market, I mean I use it because it would be an absolute ball lake. To just you know connect, get a new you know a Gato, connect everything up without falling over. If I have to move fast, I mean you know I'd need a new room to be able to set that up properly. So for me, a camera on there directly works better. But with the new system, you're saying that they're already going to provide support for existing hardware to do that. Or I think it's saying like you know it shows what their mindset is for it, is that we are removing this device completely from our system because we're going to allow third-party devices that obviously already do it better than what we created to fill the role that the majority of people were using it for and that the yeah. select few of people who do have who don't have that will probably find the niche market 
<laughs> the voice up, the voice recognition, yes. He, he tells when the camera won't, hears you when you don't want it to hear you. <sighs> Would you like oh, yeah. to play a game? Would you like to play Nuclear War? Thermonuclear War? No, I just want to watch Netflix. Okay, <clears throat> going to change Launching to... nuclear missiles. Launching nuclear missiles. <laughs> no! Let's... When... No! I, I, that's the opposite of what I wanted. <laughs> In the early 90s, when Apple was working on uh, <clears throat> their early speech recognition software, the development team ended up making t-shirts that said on the front, uh, I helped Apple recognize speech. And on the back said, I helped Apple wreck a nice beach, because that's what it would come to if you actually put it through their speech recognition software. So, I mean, the, it's good to know that in, in the decades since then, it hasn't changed very yeah, well with the way changed. Siri works. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, Samantha. What has happened to HoloLens? Because we saw it a couple of years ago, and they haven't officially said they've ditched it. Cause that Probably the same thing ass. that happened to uh, Google Glass. Of oh, still in development, development yeah, help sitting around forever. It's like I just imagine that scene from Ark of the Covenant, where it's just like the hollow lens getting like boarded up in a in a in like a crate and just getting wheeled into the vast vaults of Microsoft <laughs> with all the other dead projects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with, with with all the other still in development projects in its sealed box. Yep. Slated for twenty twenty three. What's this other bit of news you was on about, uh, James? I had other bit of news. You did. Uh, the one that we discussed about the the gaming addiction. Oh, we can actually talk about that. Yeah, uh, interesting thought for all of us. Uh, there was an article that I posted that was from Reddit, so read it if you want. It's from... I should have read more about it. But anyways, it's saying that gaming addiction is technically... It may not actually be considered an addiction. Or at least spending long time playing uh, games online. Because it's stemming from a different psychological condition that people are having. And that's why they do it. Much like people turn to alcohol or drugs or another form of thing to fill the void that's open in their life. Uh, Though, Ben, I know you brought up an interesting point is... Well, yeah. I mean, like, regardless of the reason that you begin doing something like that. I mean, alcoholism is an addiction. Uh, you know, drug addiction is an addiction. And so if it's brought on by depression or, or, or what have you, I mean, if it ends up becoming, you know, a psychological crutch that you can't, you know, you can't function without, I mean, that's a dependency. That That's an addiction regardless, even if there's no chemical component. Right. So that's when, like, I brought up thinking, hey, this is a, oh, right, that is, kind of thing so is is this something that we should be worried about as gamers i mean i think by by nature yes are we no yeah no should we yes are we no this i mean are we by nature i mean i imagine that most of us the community as a whole by nature is kind of the Actually, I look at it this way, because I'm this way. I'm not that kind of way, because I get addicted to something, but then the new shiny comes out, and I want to transition to the new game. So am I addicted to gaming as a whole? Yes. Am I addicted to, like, gone are my days of spending eight hours trying to raid Naxxramas, all right, on WoW. Gone are the days where I can sit down for, like, ten hours at a time and play one game. Mainly because I get bored, I get tired, I get bored of it, I get tired... 
or my back starts to hurt and I just have to freaking stand up. Now, I could be <laughs> becoming an old man, which yeah, is very possible, but it's like, you yes. know, that's about like aisle, hour like four. Like, I need to get up and move because I'm starting to lose feeling in my legs. I mean, I've got an ergonomic chair now and that, that helps, but it's like, you know, you kind of move. It only helps so much. Yeah, you can only do so much. It's also like leather, so sometimes my legs stick to it. So like that, there's, like, there's once you get started like like a heavy like gamer swamp going on because you're like hitting like things are getting intense. I mean the other option, the other thing to to point to say and point out is how many deaths have been caused by gaming as an addiction compared to cigarettes, alcohol, drugs. Somewhere in the s- triple digits, I think it is. Yeah. True. But Globally. Globally, true, but at the at the same time, as more and more people game, well, how long has alcohol and and cigarettes been around versus how long video gaming as a whole has been around? Years. Mm-hmm. So as more as the majority of gamers start aging and start coming in and becomes more commonplace as a major media outlet, how many more of those deaths are going to go up because more people are going to be getting into gaming because gaming isn't. You don't need to have a huge lucrative thing to be into it now. It's becoming very price point. <laughs> Well, and and I think Brad's perhaps comment. this is the prime <laughs> example of what problem. <laughs> uh, I, actually, it's 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 really a, an Asian people problem too. Yeah, it really, it really is. Yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, I think the issue, more importantly, it's not so much about like actual physical harm that that people are enduring. Right? It's not about people dying. You know, lots of people are functional alcoholics who aren't going to, like, die from drinking too much. But that doesn't mean that it's not having negative impacts on their life. And so, I mean, yeah, I think like, it's it's like anything else where it's about moderation and it's about, like, recognizing the place that your hobbies have in your life instead of having them be your life. Yeah, they they can't be the be, the be all and end all. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you look at it from my point, from my side... Um, Gaming for me, and especially this podcasting, streaming, all this, working towards this, this goal of potentially making this work as a financial viability for us, it helps me from stuff, you know, from bouncing off the walls mentally because, you know, I, I, as being a carer, there are lots of downtime. There is lots of waiting for something to happen. And it's one of the ways to stop, you know, to stop me from just you know, potentially not doing anything as such, or just sitting there mm-hmm. watching TV. It's, in a way, it's 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 keeping my brain kind of active because you have to concentrate on certain things. You have to, you know, it's like almost like a muscle memory as well to build up. And so, in that respect, uh, it's 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 a more of a positive for me rather than oh, a negative. Yeah. Helps, and I mean, it no, can I mean... Be as well. I, I'm I'm totally on board with you there. I mean, I I, I don't want to be like giving this impression that I think that you know, nobody should play games or thing. I love games. I'm here, right? Like that's why <laughs> yeah, I'm on this, exactly. this channel. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that it's a you know, I don't think that it's an issue that's affecting the majority of of the people that we're talking about. But I do think that it's it's possible to take things too far. And that we shouldn't be too swift to just discount any possibility of that happening, right? That, oh, you can't be addicted to this thing because I'm not. Yeah. 
And you could technically be in the first stage of denial because that is the first stage of addiction is denying the fact that you have an addiction. <laughs> no, um, I, I agree with with that sentiment. I think that anything could be an addiction if, uh, if it's abused. Um, it's just a matter of, of, you know, how, how much of a dependency it becomes. Well, and that's the key, right? Is the difference between use and abuse. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're letting uh, the constant thing is it, if you are using your gaming to help moderate your life and keeping you on an even keel, that's one thing. If you're using ga- gaming and it's causing the point where you're like, you're neglecting your kids or you're neglecting yeah, yourself, right. you're yeah. not eating or drinking or bathing yeah. for month for weeks on end because of things, you know, then that's yeah. where it has to look at it. I mean, you know, you hear about, you know, people who get fired from their jobs because they don't come in for a week because they're playing World of Warcraft or something. I mean, that 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 is abuse. That's a problem. You shouldn't yeah. do that. And there should be, we should recognize that so that there can be help for people like that who need that kind of assistance. Because if it wasn't games, it would be something else, right? That sort of person, they're they're seeking an escape and they would find it in drugs or they would find it, you know, some other place. It just happened to be games that it was the place that it, you know, they found it. So I don't think it's an issue with games, but I think, you know, we should have an awareness that people with addictive personalities can manifest that even in things that we personally enjoy responsibly and like. Uh, there, there's, there is a kind of a, a great thing. And, uh, I don't know if, uh, anybody wants to know about it or not, or d- thinks that there are good media out there or not. But but Vice Vice actually did a five part series on uh, esports and like the and part of it's like inside gaming you know Korean Korea's gaming rehab clinics where like people who play it so much and get kind of like so intense in it that they actually have breakdowns because of it and like how they're going about rehabbing stressful yeah yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like I mean, two hands of the same sort. It, it, you could say it's that, but it's it's an interesting piece, and at least gives you an idea of like what also it is. Also, it talks about the League of Legends tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been hardcore enough about any game to want to play at that kind of level. But you know, if if you're trying to get into a competitive, you know, MOBA scene or a competitive StarCraft scene or something in Korea, I mean, the pressure has to be so insane. I'm not surprised that people crack. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like athletes as well. Right, it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I know people will scoff at some people will scoff at that if they hear it, but it's actually true that because even though they're just using more sort of like their their, their mind to concentrate and focus and you know try and learn all these bits and pieces, it still takes it out of you. Maybe not on the mm. same physical scale as an athlete, but it's still <laughs> mental aspect is still there, and the pressure to perform consistently day in day out as you say there must be a tipping point there must be a point where you can step back for a bit recover yourself and then you can you know if you can have that point you can step away and go yep that's fine i'm okay with it that's the thing if you can't then that's the problem that's where it is and i think that's that's where you see like the creation of these esports leagues coming into like becoming like like with actual getting actual sponsorships and backing and players being put on salaries and stuff, you're going to be able to see them because they're not solely be living on the sponsorship money, which comes from winning tournaments 
they're actually getting paid a salary to be able to like sit down and actually do things that you're going to see that kind of stress kind of start to come back because then if a player you know there's going to be oversight you know if if if, if an esports mm-hmm. player who's being sponsored by we'll say the New York Yankees because the Yankees have, have bought an esports team dies that's on the Yankees of why was this person being driven so much to part to die and then that's what starts changing and hopefully it doesn't come to the point where somebody has to pass away to have them start building those in but you're going to see that because it's not about just individual teams performing they're being backed by by actual money and stuff like that you're going to start seeing some regulation and stuff come in and allow that to happen also i mean let's also not talk about the fact that there's a struggle to perform what do you think the what do you think the drug use is like in that and i'm not talking like marijuana or, or thing but like adderall oh, or performance the adderall hits. problem is huge in competitive esports fucking massive yeah and that they and you know that you need to start doing something about that i mean look at it you, you got to start looking into that because what are the long-term effects of somebody having so intensely on this drug for a long period of time it's could be damaging for something and and once again it's an early development of a sport you see this all the time and and for sportsmanship as well right it's no different from using steroids in baseball or or whatever and toxic too i mean once again yeah right you're going to start seeing hopefully with 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 people with like leagues and everything like that you're going to start seeing like the toxic level of these games come down a little bit too because let's be honest how toxic is league of legends nowadays (laughs) competitive league i should say that's I tried to play that for like five minutes and it was too miserable. And this kind of leads us on to before I go into the stuff in the chat because the chat's been going alongside this as well. But there, there was there was a TV program yesterday over here, and someone I know from um, from the you know the internet. She she was on there talking about mental health and the gaming community and how it's you know quite a lot of gamers will have mental health issues. And I, I, I sort of agree and I disagree because they're also on about, you know, have been more being bullied as well. And it's a case of, to me, it's like the playground. You know, we, when we went to school, there were people that were bullying kids. Yeah. To me, the internet has just expanded that hugely. You're in a really where, big playground. Yeah. yeah. And because you've got the, you know, the IDs now that are not the real names. <coughs> Then there's this there's this responsibility and um, taking, you know, getting responsibility for your actions and getting punished for them if you if you step out of line. It's the four chan dilemma. Yeah, it's what it is because because I am anonymous on the internet, I can then take my pent up rage that was caused to me and then push it onto other people. Or are you going to be yeah. a decent human being? Yeah, it's it's and, it's, and I think it actually. Oh, this is sorry. Finish what you're saying. No, I was gonna say that's. It's just been. It's been around since the beginning. Really, mm-hmm. the beginnings of major popularity of the internet is it, anonymy. <clears throat> yeah, right. I think it's interesting too. Wait, hold on. Am I am I losing you guys? No, we can no. still hear you. Okay, sorry. I, I thought for some reason I was glitching out. Okay, um, I think also that like you hear a lot about how being anonymous makes you more willing to to treat other people badly or to you know take out those emotions on people but i think the thing that people don't really think about as much is that it's i think part of it too is that everyone else is anonymous and you don't see them as human beings because of that and so it's kind of a double-edged sword where it's like you have no accountability and you're just talking to this like faceless 
uh, you know, sort of less real username on the internet, and that creates a sort of a perfect storm where you can get away with it, and you don't have to like really see the people you're talking to as actual people. Yeah, because it's 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 almost like um next week we have our recorded show because you know people people having real lives and extra life coming up. I'm going on uh, vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so we recorded our show. Now, the show itself, the content of it, people will find offensive because of the nature of, of what we were doing. And <laughs> things like people do forget, though, is like one offensive subjective. You know, what what offends me may not, not necessarily offend everybody else. But the thing is, this 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 thing we were doing is it's almost like we were creating a bubble where it's okay to laugh at a situation like this because we know this is not real life. Because when the situations like this come up in real, they're abhorrent, and we you know we as sensible human beings know this, so we can differentiate. And some people seem to take offense because they can't differentiate between them. And that to me is also like the internet, because you then you get that whole bubble of going, okay, the internet. They've somebody said this that I don't like. Let's complain about it. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. You, you may not like it, and that's fine. That's your opinion. But getting bent out of shape and just trying to hurt somebody like that, unless in certain situations they like the good and the bad. We know what if it's really bad in real life, then that's fine. You can be angry, but if it's like a, a throwaway line that you've seen on a thing that's meant to be comedic and dark comedy, then I don't think that's right. I think you need to just say, okay, don't like it, and walk off. And that's, that's kind of... Dic- that's why there's a dislike button. Mm-hmm. You, you can tell people you don't like it. Now, Samantha said the right thing. It's like the internet is an iceberg anyways, except when the, the game YouTube community became mainstream, the iceberg grew on top, but the top stayed 90% of what we don't see. I would I would say that, like like anything, and we'll even say this about most... We can say this about most stuff. It's back like back when they were saying game video games were destroying our childhood. They chose specific examples of games which were abhorrent at the time. You know, oh, G- Grand Theft Auto was destroying our children. Yeah, yeah but Mortal you have... Kombat... Yeah, Mortal Kombat. They they Dude. always focus on PewDiePie is destroying our children. That's right? probably true though. Yeah, but PewDiePie. Yeah, yeah, but nobody cares about PewDiePie anymore. <laughs> really, PewDiePie even like probably is just like man, I'm. Just... He, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. He's he's got that magic. Like, if it's money. my time, it's my time. <laughs> Which I guess I mean, God bless him for committing to the role. I mean, he's. Yep. Com- but... I, I don't have to bless him for anything. <laughs> but I'd, I'd say that the ninety percent of like what the actual gaming community is is this: yeah. just a bunch of people that like to hang out and play video games and eventually talk about it and have like minds. Just regular people having fun. Yeah. But what we're what this is pay, what we're posterized as is the PewDiePie loving uh, GamerGate crazed first-person shooter headshot with all the phones type of people. Well, the most extreme images are always the ones that capture attention. Exactly. Yep. And that's the minority, the that vocal minority always shouts the loudest. 
Yeah. He can retire at 20. Downside, he has to keep... He has a house to keep in pugs. True. True. You can't get addicted to simulators. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're big tips. Exactly. That goat simulator, man, that just takes you to a different whole place in time. (laughs) It's a of itself. That's another dimension. Yeah, that's another dimension. So, (laughs) all things considered... I guess to wrap up this whole topic, because we've, we've meandered well around this whole entire thing. We hit all the landscape. Uh, just follow Will Reaton's rule of gaming. Don't be a dick. If you're just not a dick, odds yeah. are people who will be... Which friends. is really just kind of the rule for literally anything in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't like, that like... It doesn't need special rules. Just like, don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. <laughs> and like, don't, don't abuse things is our message. Yeah. Though if you want to like stream listening to the game will play itself on any things, I'm okay with it. I'm, but in moderation, we should not take up your entire day. Like like an hour. That's all I ask. Maybe an yeah, hour like, every like ninety eight percent of your day. Yeah, ninety eight percent of your day because you need some sleep. Well, you can listen to us while you sleep. We have very calm and cool voices, so mm-hmm. we're very 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 chill, very bass heavy on this on this end. Um, but you know you can sleep, listen to us. But, you know, spend some time with your family. We're, we're we're not very PG, so I can understand. You know, kids, young kids probably shouldn't listen to us. Though we haven't been too bad this show. It was two shows ago that we got bad. Yeah. And don't don't definitely don't have them listen to this the next show. My God. Next week, don't. That's that is definitely NSW. Yeah. Yeah. Very NSW. <laughs> and it wasn't me. Surprisingly. All right. So that was news. Right? Anybody else yes, got any news? Was... Chat, you got oh. any news? Anything I should talk about? Anything I should rant about this week? Nothing? I, I think before we have a conversation with Ben about what he does and By stuff. By the way, as you can tell, uh, I am I am alternate universe James because I don't have a beard, which means obviously I love YouTube. I love EA. I am a huge fan of Ubisoft. I am just all about loot boxes and games. Just, just absolutely mm-hmm. love them. They can't, can't get enough. Loot box James loves his loot box games. Yeah, absolutely, ten out of ten. <laughs> Is that going to be the name? The loot name box of the show? James loves loot box games. I think we got the name of the show. See, I've even gone streamlined as. Well. <laughs> Streamlight. It's because you got a lot of gaming coming up, man. Got to get prepared. I mean, I just yeah. have skills, yeah. so yeah. you don't have to really worry about <laughs> that so much. 24 hours of straight gaming. I was going to just kind of up. wax and polish them a little bit. Wax and polish? Exactly. <laughs> By the way, do that, we. That I, machine. We, we just did an entire segment about gaming addiction and to take gaming in moderation. And Will is doing a 24 hour stream, not seven days from now. Yeah, but he's still in control of his life, so he's all good, which I think is kind of what we were trying to get at. Yeah, right? and is he's it doing like... it for a goal to raise money for kids at the okay, Hartford Hospital. Yeah, so, like, I'm it, not doing it for me. He's not doing it for, it for him. He's doing it for for kids who who deserve it. <laughs> we're willing to put our bodies through punishment so little kids. He's can destroying his own life so that children can live. And ultimately, exactly. isn't that isn't that literally isn't that... transferring his life essence into them through the medium of video games? Majestic. Yeah, in a sense, it's, 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 that is true. Truly glorious, hero. So I'm, li- I'm literally pushing the, the endurance of a broken down body even further. It's, than it's, it's, it's kind of like that machine from Babylon Five that 
Deep, deep cuts. That's yeah. that's a reference that hasn't been brought up frequently. No, and it should be brought up more frequently. It needs to be brought up the most frequently. Mm-hmm. Babylon Good 5. Show. Dare I say better than Deep Space 9? I, I would argue. Yeah, I'd I go there. That. I'd go there. I did yeah. go there. It's been gone. It's been done. It's a, it's a place where at least one man has gone before because you just went there. It just went there <laughs> and came back in. And I think Sheridan would beat the shit out of Cisco. Probably. Probably. No wonder Spock had that look on his face at the start. I know. He's <laughs> mildly concerned, maybe he, a bit he, constipated. He knew what you were about to say about his boy and he didn't want any part of it. That's more like his emotion. I said Sheridan and Cisco. I didn't even talk about Kirk. Everybody knows my opinion on Kirk. Yeah, but Cisco went back in time and met them. So he like, went back in time to met him, meet him because Cisco had such boy. a hard on for Kirk that he had to meet him. This is true. Like Cisco, so widely considered to be like one of the best "quote unquote" wartime captains, and like the most badass captain in the space un- in Star Trek universe, had to go meet and shake Kirk's hand because he idolized him. What does that say about Kirk? You know, it's been so long since I've seen that episode. Did that have like? PS2 level CGI on their hands too. Were they like, were they like blocky? Like you remember in Half Life, how the characters just had like a cube for a hand with like maybe like a thumb sticking out of the top. Was that kind of what it looked like? Kind of. I hope so. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Also, like 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 in Half Life, how when they would talk, their mouths didn't move. It was just an animated texture on their face. It I actually imagine that. It actually uh, the actual handshake was like they did one of the one of the ones where he goes to shake his hand and then it just zo- zooms in on two hands shaking and then just shows, cuts <laughs> to Kirk going do I know you and then Cisco going no but I know you and then that's it so they they literally <laughs> went back to like 1970s levels of like well, yes I mean, that, that is actually the best way to do it yes yeah. <laughs> so cuz if you're doing this. an episode that's about camp should yeah. make it about camp <laughs> Samantha thanks for coming Hopefully you enjoy have a good sleep. We'll catch you. Yeah, you, you've provided I... so many elucidating comments. We're happy to have you. We'll have a good you. evening. I, I, I am richer for your contributions. We shall catch you next week. You have a good one. Or maybe we won't because we may not be here. Well, I'll somebody be on. We'll be you on shall stream. catch us next week. You shall catch news. us next week. Mm. Yes. Something is going to get caught. And then maybe point. see you at Extra Life. Which is a good thing to say about because next week, November 4th, is Extra Life. I will be starting 6 a.m. UK time, 6 a.m. UK time on November the 5th. That's the day after my birthday, number four. The fourth one is the day <laughs> after my birthday. So for my birthday, I can help people. Yay! Yeah. Because we've got the link in chat. We go to that link for huge information about Extra Life and the video of why Extra Life has started. Um, yeah, so I, I've I've kind of got the schedule pretty much down now. It's still subject to change, can uh, depending on whether Ethar gets back to us or not. Whether she if she does get back to us, if she's still joining us, and the dates the, the time's fine. Um, but yeah, I may also be adding another game in there, like The Witcher, the adventure game, because Carl Band of Gamers is wanting to play that during Extra Life, so we're looking to put that there as well. Played The Witcher. Or the Witcher, the adventure game, you know, like the board game they did. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So you've got that there because it's really cheap on Steam. 
It was a few weeks ago when I bought it. There's it the like Steam Halloween sale right now. Yeah, I've looked at some of the stuff that came up. Yeah, that's not... This is this is going to be obviously... Yeah. At, at this point, any holiday... Talk to you guys in a while. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this holiday, Halloween sale, I mean, with any Steam sale with me, it's just looking at it going, oh, that's... Oh, I already own that. Oh, can I... Oh, I already own that. Hey, that's... Oh, I already own that. <laughs> it's true, and I have so many games that I've bought like two years ago and still haven't played that I can't justify buying anymore, and yet I still do. Yeah, we all do. It's just sad. It's a, let's just look and see what they have. I'm I'm just interested. Um, what 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 are some games here that we've got worth buying? Um, you can get Prey for for twenty for thirty dollars. I just want to give a shout out to Prey real quick. Uh, if anyone who's listening has not played that, you're wasting your life. Quit listening to us. Get Prey. Um, I have not played a game that had the same kind of like world building and like complexity of interlocking simulation and willingness to not take the player by the hand and actually like force you to figure things out and be smart and treat you like you have a brain since the original Deus Ex. Uh, Prey is the game that I thought that Bioshock was going to be and was really disappointed that it wasn't. Play it. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be playing some more of it on Tuesday. In fact, because uh, Halloween. So. Prey is the best game that's come out in a decade. Because it's, it's one of those ones where you sort of really puts you on edge as well, isn't it? Because you have to think... It's going to be a mimic that's going to come out of us. Mm-hmm. So, I gotta I, say, it is on a fucking roll. Who is? Id. Idsoft. Id? Yeah. Idsoft is on a roll. Prey, I can tell you, and I've what had this. It's good. I actually haven't Evil Within them. 2? Was that Id? What was that? No. Evil Within 2. I thought that was Capcom. Capcom, yeah. Uh, oh, the, the new Wolfenstein. Right. I recall Bethesda's evil within. Yeah, Bethesda. Bethesda's evil within. Yeah. Yeah, it. Dude. Yeah, so games I will be playing during Extra Life are um, Shadow of Mordor, which I'll be starting with. Um, Pinball FX3, I'll be playing some tables between 9 and 12. Uh, then some Fortnite, so if people have Fortnite want to join us on that to try and get some umbrellas. You can jump in. Uh, some Everybody's Golf. And then we switch to uh, PC for Player Unknown Battleground for maybe about four hours. Some Rocket League. Then possibly some, say, the Witcher Adventure game. And then finishing up with Quake, the original Quake. Ooh. I'm hyped for that. I'm hyped oh, for that. with that delicious Trent Reznor soundtrack. <laughs> some good so, yeah. stuff. So I'll probably play some single player of that, and then if is there is there multiplayer on there? That's... Yeah, Quake had multiplayer. Quake was kind of the definition of deathmatch. Because yeah, with me, me and like the original Quake and PC stuff, it just goes. It was it, the early bits just went <laughs> straight over because I was more console again. Mm. But yeah, so we can we can do a mixture of single player and some multiplayer then, Chris. Chris, did you say mm-hmm. ID Studios did pray? It was arcane, but arcane is 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 um part of the id family. Are they? It's, I know it's, it's yes. under Bethesda. It's under Bethesda. 
Bethesda and it are the same. Okay. Yep. That's why Skyrim's engine is so much more powerful than uh, Oblivion. Otherwise, they would have used the Oblivion engine. Also, we all we all kind of like like to think that uh, Prey is also part of the Dishonored universe because of the uh, mm. the way everything looks. It does have that kind of super deformed art style, that kind of comic booky thing going on. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Bethesda did Arcane do like, has a bit of a studio style. Yeah, and Bethesda did do the 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 Evil Within series. Yep. Prey, Wolfenstein. Bethesda's just been knocking it out of the park when they actually don't re-release their own game. Yeah. I, I will admit, though, that I'm I'm generally more into the games that Bethesda publishes as opposed to the ones that they develop. I'm actually not like a huge Elder Scrolls fan, but they've been picking up really good people to work with, like like Arcane, who I think are one of the best studios currently working. And I think what they, I think what once again, what I think Bethesda's doing, and it's it's smart on their end at least, is that the the companies that they pick up and are producing their games is a lot like the other third parties, just like. We're going to be capital for you. We're going to give you time to build mm. the game you want to build. That's it. We're not we're, yeah. we're not going to they, rush you to market they, like we do with Skyrim. They've been letting Arcane make games that feel like they were made in 1998, which is the highest praise I can possibly give a PC game. Um, a lot of good games back then. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of good games that respected the intelligence of their audience and expected you to be able to, like, handle it instead of giving you press F to play, uh, to pay respects. And Arcane still makes games like that. Forgot about that. Though no, 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 you have to admit, press, press F to pay respects, kind of funny. Like, yeah. Big Boss saluting at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, Old Man Snake. Bro. Dude, dude fucking Bro. real. Or, or... Um, Big Boss saluting the boss's grave at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3 while that like bit of the string hit from the MGS2 theme song kicks in but it's in a minor key and it's slow <sighs> back, when could, it. but back when Kojima I'm like, up just thinking about it <laughs> back when Kojima actually gave a shit about games yeah uh, <laughs> by the way for those of you who want to know 1998 gave us these gems of video games Half-Life Ocarina of Time, Metal Gear Solid, Grim Fandango, Banjo-Kazooie, Baldur's Gate, Resident Evil 2, StarCraft, Fallout 2, Thief the Dark Project, Crash Bandicoot, Xenogears, StarCraft Brood War, Tomb Raider 3, Rogue Squadron, Gex, Oddworld, Abe's Exodus. Do I need to keep going here? Parasite Eve. Oh man, there's a name I don't hear nearly often enough. I adore Parasite Eve. No one ever talks about it. Yeah, so like that, that, that's why 1998 was a good year for games. Also, Dude, oh, yeah. no, the Dude 97 through 99 really, I think, were like the golden age for the best games. Dune 2000 was my fucking jam. Dune 2000. I played the ever living shit out of that. I wish I was able to play the crap out of that game. I I started, or what well, started? I tried Dune 2000 far too late when I had already gotten used to, like, innovations that other games sort of building off of it had introduced, and it was just too clunky for me. But I can imagine at the time, it was probably phenomenal. Um, Their sequel, Emperor Battle for Dune, was absolutely phenomenal. It was uh, an RTS that didn't really 
have limits um per se uh it, it wasn't it wasn't um micromanagement heavy which was something i mm-hmm. really liked about it yeah um, i like that too but i always liked supreme commander yeah well my favorite thing about it was there was no unit limit mm. so like if you had a, a base that could bide your time for like one of the story missions like one of the one of the later ones um you need a shit ton of resources to be able to actually do anything and so you just sit there in your base, defending against wave after wave. So you just build up a huge-ass army in the back, have your strong defenders in the front, and then just march through, clear what you can. Fire the Yamato cannons. <laughs> There's a track yeah. down memory lane. So, so Will, since yes. I'm, I'm leading the actual show this week, I guess we should actually mm-hmm. get into games played. Okay. What have you been playing? Um, from stuff off stream, not much to be fair. Uh, it's been one of those weeks where I haven't had full time or inclination to play a lot. And and one of the big games I played this week on stream was Back to Bed, which is like an isometric puzzle game where you have to stop um, a guy from waking up called Bob, who is sleepwalking, and you have to control this strange dog thing to guide him around his levels back to his bed. Um, I played about an hour's worth of Wolfenstein 2 this evening, which... What do you think of it? The story so far, from what from what little I've played, I like. It, it's mm-hmm. given me a character that I really want to actually go into there and break game logic and punch the shit out of him. Yeah. Mm. You don't like BJ Plaskowitz? <laughs> his dad. Oh yeah, no, his dad. Oh god, yeah. Oh. I mean, again, that's a, that's a real world situation that they've brought into there, and it's 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 like I really, really cannot stand his dad, and they've done that so well to get that sort of reaction from someone. And the best part about it is it, it actually shows you the motivations for why Blaskowitz does what he does. My God, they actually story built a character that you give a shit about and has mode and drive to actually do something, and not just because I am the badass Nazi killer. I loved that about, well, not the original Wolfenstein, but the the the, the original reboot Wolfenstein, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, um, New Order. New, New, Order. Order. New Order. Thank you. Yeah, I I loved that about New Order too. That it managed to like combine all of its frantic shooter, you know, bombastic gunplay and Nazis on the moon and all of this, you know, kind of kind of silly video gamey stuff. Call of Duty. Yeah, like, or even more so, like, just ratcheted up to 11. But, like, with a story that managed to make all of the characters feel kind of sad and tired and, like, resigned to it all, that, like, all of the -the over-the-top bombastic violence didn't feel celebratory. It just kind of felt like another nail in all of these people's coffins. I really liked that. I, I love the end of New Order, the way they did it, and mm-hmm. the way they started, again, without giving spoilers away from from what I have played, it's like the start of the new Colossus. It makes sense how they got around it, the end New Order, and so I'm looking forward to really getting my teeth into this over the weekend and into next week. Yeah, it, with it, without, it's, it's, it's well done, it only builds upon the universe, it's 
it feels like a full it, it feels very fleshed out for a first person shooter and you don't really mm. see too much about that obviously a couple weeks ago we can talk about first place first person games and what we think about them or at least mm-hmm. i think about them uh, but it, once again it's 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 a, it's it's very well done and it's actually one of those games and there's very few of them i don't own it i'm watching somebody do mm-hmm. a playthrough of it and it's one of those few games that if i was playing it it almost seems like for me the gameplay segments are just ways to get me to the next cutscene because I want to see the story advance. I want to see what was written for these characters. And yeah, was- and I think it's it's compelling too that it's just it's a very like uncommon tone and presentation for a shooter, and that makes it stand out a lot. And I hope they keep the level design up as inventive as they have because this first level, where you get around, I like. I find it's like, okay, so how do we get around this? Ooh, that's how we do it, and it's brilliant. The interesting thing, too, especially because, like, with the way, because as you were alluding to, too, in back of the first game, how ultra-violent it is and how massacristic it is. I also like, if you actually sit and listen to, in the in this new game, just hit and listen to some of the grunt soldiers talk, they talk about the massacre, having, like, you know, like, this guy is this is is this guy really real or is he fake? We thought he was dead. My and he's like one of my buddies had to like clean up after one of his massacres and it was like the worst thing ever. So the fact that they take his ultra violence that he has mm-hmm. and actually make it a part of the story and like bring it in and actually have it affect the psyche of soldiers and they bring it up and they don't just be like this game is just violent because of violence. It's like no, it's it's ingrained into it and they don't just brush it aside. Yeah, it's like it's violent because it's set in a violent world. And it's about people who are, like, forced to commit horrific acts of violence that they are tired of committing. I really like that. So, so I mean, that, that's... I, it's really good to see how quickly I'm enjoying it from so little I've played. Also, if I'm very up, happy to hear that, because I wanted to pick it up, but I wanted to, like, know if it was good first. <laughs> The the other thing too is also if you're very frustrated with the way the current your current society is and you feel like that you know what sometimes <laughs> you want to go in and punch white supremacists in the face, punch them with bullets, punch them with bullets in Wolfenstein, yeah. but we don't feel good about it because it's not fun to feel good about and have the game not make but you then feel go good out about and it. do something about it in the real world. Don't be satisfied with punching them with bullets in Wolfenstein. Like actually, make change in the world you live in. Exactly. But good change. Don't don't like do it with violence because yeah. no, of course not. Get that the violent tendencies violence. out on Wolfenstein, yeah. and then yeah. take your clear head now that you're violence prone and not addicted from wanting to play it for eight hours on end and doing it in moderation. So we're just trying to build positive energy and positive like things. In this in this show, we're telling you everything in moderation. Punch Nazis in video games only. You know, just positive things coming from this show. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the only other couple of things I will say um, played a little bit more Super Mario World slowly making my way through it got to like I think it's like World 3 now or Section 3 where I finally beat another castle and uh, Marit vs. Fi- uh, Lard 4 happened to the today and it was Pinball FX 3 we had 5 tables we had the best whoever got the highest score won it and I won it for one, so it's like free one overall to Tom still, but the last, yes. And uh, Fortnite. I almost got my first umbrella. 
and it was down to like Tom and another character, and the guy finished off with seven points of health left. There was one bullet Tom needed to take him out. He just couldn't. It was, yeah, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking for that. It was so close. But that's all I've been playing this week. Chris? Uh, what do you, you want to tell us what you've been playing? I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV! <clears throat> Your endgame? Uh, I'm, I have to level another character. Um, <laughs> do you have to level another character, or do you have to level another job on the same character? Another character. Because leveling another job on the same character will take longer than leveling another character. <laughs> So, for end gaming, I'm assuming? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be our Rouge in our static. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm planning to do the damages. Do the lots of damages. Dagger, dagger, dagger. Dagger, dagger, dagger. Um, I've been playing a, l- a wee bit of Destiny 2. A wee bit of Destiny 2. And uh, I'm going through uh, Dark Souls with the sweetheart. Oh. And uh, she's finally learning how to actually Dark Souls. Um, it, it was it's really great. And she killed two sil- a silver knight and a black knight all on her own. Has she learned to actually swear at the swear at the reason this game was? Oh, oh, that was that was well before that. I was gonna say something tells you she went into the game with that skill. You kind of have to. She, she went into that. Uh, she she catalyzed into the form of fuck it. I don't care if I just lost nine thousand souls. I'm just gonna go do this dumb shit and just keep marching forward until I get it done. Sounds like a Dark Souls player. Yep. Uh, and I'm actually gonna be starting up Dark Souls three alongside um. My old roommate, Mike. Good. Yeah. Use that. <laughs> well, Dark Souls Three actually feels right. Um, it feels all of the issues they had. In, it so, so playing so, Dark Souls Three. It is what Dark Souls One wanted to be when it first came out. So Dark Souls One was too hot. Dark Souls Two was too cold. But Dark Souls Three was just right. <laughs> exactly. I have not felt locked into frames in Dark Souls Three. Um, I mean, I feel it's still a little directionless. It doesn't feel like uh, there's any indication of where to go. You just go hit a dead end and then realize you have to backtrack the whole fucking way. But, like, that's not the worst. Is, now, is that poor level design and game design, or is that... Yeah, that's poor level design. Um, <laughs> they, they, that's, that's like a running theme, though. I mean, get that in Blood Boy got this door that you can't open from this side so you have to work out okay so i have to backtrack a little bit to go through this way I'm oh there's points where you have to backtrack like half a level yeah it's it's really dumb it's really and then you open up a shortcut then you open up a shortcut and go ah oh, that makes it easier and then you face the boss and then have to go back there 50 60 times because you can't kill the boss <laughs> yeah it's it's the issue i have with it is that there's just no direction whatsoever not that there's little direction there's just none like I spent, I spent a good like hour running around the starting area because it never told you, oh, you have to teleport to this other place. There's no indicator. I mean, it may have been it may have been the text that I skipped because everyone skips it because we're impatient and no one gives a shit. So, 
They don't play commercials for the voice acting. No. The, the like voice acting TLDL. that you can't hear. It's a bit like playing Resident Evil for the voice acting. We're very burdened. Take this. It's really powerful. Especially against living things. Well, hey. All right. Let's not bash it for the same reason here. Uh, Dark Souls, you can't hear any of it. Like, it's just... It's just silence. The the most you can hear out of it are... Uh, some really obnoxious characters, like Peter Frampt, um, which isn't his name, by the way. And, uh... Just, just things that you don't want to listen to. And then people you do care about, it's just like... Uh, let's see, you finally made your way out of the place that should... Praise the sun. Let's talk about the sun. Praise the sun. <laughs> The Dark Souls ASMR. Mm-hmm. It's Welcome. just lots of screaming in the background, and then praise the sun, praise the taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his you know, like official thing became Sunny D. And here's the <laughs> thing: based on the recent things with He Man happening, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Sunny D started using Solaire in commercials. I we already use like He Man and uh, Skeletor for us us insurance website over here. <laughs> You're so money supermarket. There are other comparison websites available. <laughs> All right. So, anything else, Chris? Um, Destiny Two feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing it on controller, and it feels really good. Because it feels like Halo. But a little bit with PC. Here's the problem. is If I try to play it with PC, I can't use my ability. You just don't have it mapped? I, no, it just won't go. And I don't know why. I have it mapped. I've remapped it. I've set it back to default mapping. And none of that worked. It just never went. Mine, my ability works fine. Yeah, no. it's it's I, I don't understand it. So I'm just going to play with controller because it's more comfortable for me anyways. Because, you know, my old Halo, uh, my old Halo days, it feels like Halo. <laughs> ben, your turn. Yeah. You've never been on the show. So no, you just, you no, just I haven't. talk about whatever games you have been playing, whatever games you want oh, to play. Man. Just go to town. This, you, you've come to me at a strange time in my life. I actually haven't been playing a lot of games lately. That's fine. Um, so, so why do you even ask me to come here? Um <laughs> Let's see, what have I been playing lately? Well, I finally finished Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, I picked it up like two years after it came out because I'm that much of a super fan. But um, I have not been so conflicted about how I feel about a game in quite a long time. Um, I mean, obviously all of like the gameplay refinements and things are, are wonderful. Um, it's probably the best playing Metal Gear game I've played. And What's there of the story seems like it could have been interesting if they had bothered to write any of it. But it just kind of like, I don't know, it it introduces characters and doesn't do anything with them. It like introduces plot threads and doesn't do anything with them. 
it like has major conflicts that are given practically no screen time. I don't know how I feel about it overall. What did you feel about the second half of the game? So, I think that my opinion probably differs a little bit from the like typical response. I think what most people say is that the first half was really good, and then uh, they clearly ran out of money, and the second half is a rushed mess to make up for it. Um, personally, I think the first half is a mess, too. I don't think that the quality actually changes substantially, aside from the fact that it's using repeat missions more. Um, because the missions, even in the first half, tend to all be more or less repeats of the same types of objectives. Go to this place and kill or extract this guy. Go to this place and blow up this many tanks. Like, they have different names, but they're all basically reskins anyway. So the fact that they actually, like, didn't give them different names for the second half doesn't change a whole lot for me. And I felt like the narrative was just such a fractured mess with the way that it was told all the way through that even though there's like a lower density of um, like plot points in the second half, there's actually a lot more character development that happens in uh, episode two. I actually think I might have liked episode two better because it's where most of Quiet's story happens. And Quiet is the only character who has anything even approaching an actual character arc in the whole game, which is ironic because she never talks. Yeah. yeah. The way she's dressed it is blatant. Is, is pathetic. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and Kojima <laughs> made his big thing about how once you understand the reason, you will feel ashamed of doubting me. Like, no, you just, like, shoehorned in some bullshit so you could justify having her be in a bikini the whole time. Because, yeah, was... and, and well, we know it's bullshit because of Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. The right, end. Because the end doesn't suffocate because he's wearing clothes. Yeah, um, he's wearing a fucking snuggie. She's wearing a bikini top. It's like, well, and I, think, and I think, more importantly, they only wrote in the, like, photosynthesis thing as an excuse for her to be in a bikini anyway, right? It wasn't like that was a core part of the character that then they were like oh well damn it we wanted this photosynthetic character but she'll suffocate if she's wearing clothes we have to find a solution and it was obviously the other way around that that concept was was written the same thing though if that um, if, if if this was coming from ninja studios would we question it nope team ninja zero questioning but, 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 but the difference is that i wouldn't expect better from them <laughs> Not that I expect better from Kojima. I mean, K- Kojima also does this kind of bullshit all the time. But Eva like, from Metal Gear Solid Three. But but Eva felt like she was doing it for a reason. Like Eva uses her sexuality as a weapon. That's part of her character. It wasn't part of Quiet's character. It was just that like Kojima likes to see some tits <laughs> and thinks you want to see some tits too. And, and 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 so one of my favorite scenes in the whole game. And, and this is totally emblematic of my entire experience with Metal Gear Solid Five because it's also one of the scenes in the whole game I hate the most, is the bit where Quiet and Venom Snake have their little water fight um, after coming back from a mission in the rain. Because it's like the most human interaction that anyone has in the whole game. Like, it's this moment of levity where, like, Venom Snake, who's always just this, like, scowly misery guts... Like, 
actually smiles and like is happy and has fun and like does something kind of innocent and like quiet who you know has been the boob assassin for the whole game like gets to be a person for a second and like just interact in a normal way with someone that she is friends with and like that's beautiful but then it's prefaced with like this minute and a half of her like sexually writhing in deck and it's so gross and off-putting and it's like I guess that's that's Metal Gear Solid 5 in a nutshell for me is that like everything good it does it also does something horrible to make up for it and <laughs> it's like the balance being, that... yeah being at like a total baseline of zero so the the like the most human character is quiet the second most human interaction you get in that game is just by having the freaking dog because like yeah. you pet the dog it's a dog but it's like it's again it's it, you want to see venom snake emote have the dog you see i actually like venom snake as a character i think a lot of people were upset that spoilers don't listen if you haven't played this game I and know, they just, it's they, like they, 5 years old they, so you probably already know but oh my god he's not really big boss and apparently for some reason that like made everyone super angry i actually thought that was cool i like yeah. the fact that his his he has Big Boss's memories, but he perceives everything differently. So, like, he feels guilty about the things that Big Boss is proud of. And, like, he has a very different... He's, like, a different take on the same character. And he's kind of more ethical and more down-to-earth. And, like, that all worked for me. And so I thought, like, Big Boss or Venom Snake or whatever the fuck being, like, that kind of mopey character was all right i just wish that like anyone had ever <coughs> talked to anyone else there's no dialogue uh there's like you know they throw liquid snake in there just so they can be like hey it's liquid snake but then he doesn't do anything he gets no development they throw uh revolver ocelot in there and they're like hey it's revolver ocelot and then he's just like the voice of the tutorial and has no character traits that you can recognize from either like young ocelot or old ocelot isn't He's jack like... in there too isn't the child soldier jack no that's liquid snake like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it was young raiden at first too but no it's it would have made liquid. the game a little bit better because then you could be like well but yeah like but, but he's just like there for no reason he doesn't do anything except like steal the metal gear and then they like forget about that plot point so it didn't even matter anyway and then, like, same thing with um, Psycho Mantis and Volgan. They, like, throw them in just for pure fan service, but they have no bearing on anything. There's, like, the game would have been exactly the same if they weren't there. Even Skullface is, like, a cool villain who should have been really interesting if they had ever spent any time on him. Because what we do know about Skullface is really interesting. And, like... You know, the, the, the occasional moments of the game that he's in are, are really good, but he has about five minutes of screen time in the whole thing, and everything we know about him, we basically know from Ground Zeroes, which I think was by far the best part of Metal Gear Solid Five. So, I don't know. I, uh, I think I want to like it more than I do. What did you did you actually do a little bit with the birthday? Because that was a nice little touch, and there was a little bit of interaction there between Snake and um, Snake and Quiet. 
I actually, um, I, I watched it on YouTube, so I have seen the scene. I didn't have it like happen organically over the course of the game. And you're right. That is another like moment of humanization, kind of along the same lines of the water fight scene. Um, so I think not quite as as powerful as the good yeah. part of that. Yeah, no, I think I think that was more but, like a little bit fan service. Yeah, than, and I know we, yeah. we've uh, talked but, about this too. And I think the the scene that resonates the most with me of like which kind of like show, which I liked the best, but once again, it it's done in such a shitty way and just dropped is just the scene where. Snake Venom Snake has to go into the biocontaminated part of the thing, and all of, he realizes all of his soldiers are biocontaminated, and they all realize that too, and they're all trying to come up with a way, and they all stand and salute him as you have to murder them all. Okay, I lied. The quiet water fight scene is the second best scene in the game. No, that, that, is, that is the best scene. That is hands down the best scene. <laughs> like they all accept. Like they they all are just willing to trust you because you're big boss, and they just like have that mm-hmm. kind of devotion, and it's like. I didn't want to do it. Like I tried everything in oh, my power in that game not to kill them. And it's so, just, so, I'm, so I agree. That scene was fantastic. But my problem with it, and I think this is maybe something I've been struggling to express, because this is my problem with almost all of the like story and character stuff in Metal Gear Solid Five, is that it all feels like an isolated incident that isn't connected. Like that sequence is amazing. But it like kind of comes out of nowhere, happens, and then has no repercussions for the rest of the game. And I, th- I feel like everything in Metal Gear Solid Five is like that. They're just these like isolated events that occur, but don't actually connect into a, like a meaningful narrative together, and like don't really impact each other in any like important way. And so like I mean, all the trailers for the game were basically ninety percent that part. They were like all the stuff with Snake like in that area being sad about killing his dudes and then like being out on the platform, giving the speech about the funeral. And that was really powerful stuff. And I can see why they chose to like focus on that, but it's not what the game was about. And they like presented it as though this is what metal gear solid five is going to be about. And it's like a half hour scene out of like a game that I probably spent like 70 hours playing and just kind of ends up not really being about anything so long and the short uh metal gear solid 5 is literally an episode of seinfeld just just a game about nothing yeah man i wanted to love it and i love parts of it but i I can't love it overall or because of the way the whole game is premised with like your character with the venom snake having a big metal shard and him being in a hospital maybe it's just his fever dreams the entire time while he's going through freaking surgery and stuff because he's in a oh yeah i mean i've I, i've read all kinds of <laughs> theories about stuff like that that he actually is big boss and he just like had his memory erased so that he can like he's not big boss though. i don't know think he's not big boss i, I don't know i don't i don't he's, i think people reach pretty hard he's but... not big boss for two reasons number one because they fucking tell you he's not big boss at the end of yeah. the game and number two he's not voiced by david Hayter. well yeah that's that's the more obvious reason why yeah um but enough about that i've been playing one other game that i also do want to talk about that i think people should know about it is by no means perfect this is a um a fairly flawed game in a lot of regards but i think it's interesting enough that it's worth people knowing about um it's a another stealth game called clandestine have any of you guys heard about this 
Vaguely. Where have I heard it? Sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. Check out Clandestine if you get the chance. Um, basically, the premise is that it's like Metal Gear Solid 2 as a co-op game where one person plays as Snake and one person plays as Otacon. So it's like a, it's a totally asymmetrical co-op game where one person is like the agent who does your typical stealth game stuff, sneaking around, hiding, you know, strangling guards. And the other player is their like hacker backup who's playing a totally different game to support them. So like the hacker has to like, you know, turn off the cameras in the rooms and like hack the computers to find the door codes and can, you know, do all this stuff to like support the agent. But they're playing this kind of like almost like board game type of game uh, to achieve their goals. Well, the hacker or, or sorry, while the agent is playing your like third person sneak them up. And so you have to be constantly communicating with your co-op partner um, because you don't really know like what's going on in the other person's world unless you're talking about it. So like the agent has to be telling the hacker, like I need this camera off and I need this door opened. And like, I need you to like call this phone over here to draw this guard off of his patrol route. While like the hacker can be like looking through all the cameras in the map and like telling the, the agent about, you know, what guard positions are or like where their uh, objectives are going to be and stuff. It's such a great idea. Um, really just a fantastic concept. Um, the fact is it's a janky indie game that's kind of clunky to play, but... They base it in 1996, cool, so... Yeah. If the idea appeals to you, check it out. It's on sale on Steam for 20 bucks. Probably worth 20 bucks. I think that's what I paid for it. I've, I've gotten $20 worth of enjoyment. There you go. If you have like a, a good friend to play it with, uh, who you don't mind getting incredibly frustrated at when they turn off the wrong camera and get you caught. <laughs> See, immediately it just it, that I just jumped back to the scene uh, and from Seven, where Morgan Freeman looks in the box and Brad Pitt just stares at him. Just what's in the box? Just like that kind of a partnership. What's in the box, mm-hmm. man? What's in the box? <laughs> Oh, turn on the phone, man. Turn on the phone. Turn on the phone. I love that someone actually revealed what had the rig they did for the box. So someone stated what was literally in the box. No, what was, was actually in the box. But it was a literally just a light bulb. That was connected. That makes sense. With a switch where when it opens up, it turns on. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I suppose anything else would just be wasteful, right? Yeah. Makes perfect sense, for at least for the, like, as a prop perspective. Yeah, it was just really funny. Like in a very literal sense, that's what it is. And once again, it shows you how these guys are masters of their craft. Number one, to have Brad Pitt have that kind of reaction, but Morgan Freeman, who has this, who looks into the box and just sees a light bulb that turns on, and give him that kind of stone faced Morgan Freeman, like you, I really can't tell you because it's going to destroy you kind of look. I don't know if they did the, the, the pure actor thing, though. I don't know if they told them what was actually in the briefcase. They may have waited it and done something. I would have loved for them to have done that, for that to have been literally an actual thing they were all curious about, 
throughout the actual film was what's in the box. <laughs> so, like, it, the, it's not just a raw moment. It's just it's actually, just... actually wondering what's in the box. <laughs> that was the best take. <laughs> it was the first take. What's in the box? We've been wondering the entire... It, that's a great way to also, like... That seems like, like a Ridley Scott kind of a move. Yeah. Like, like he would just, like, do something like that to all the actors, and nobody would know about it until the last day of filming when they filmed the final scene. Uh-huh. Assuming that you filmed the final scene in that sequence, because we obviously know not all movies are shot in sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that that would just be, like, the... I mean, it's a way to get character, like characters and people to be motivated and really get a raw reaction. Yeah, I mean, like, some of the best takes in, in a lot of films are the ones that no one expects. Like in uh, in Django, when, um, uh, what's-his-name, breaks the glass, and he's, you know, continuing the scene, flinging blood everywhere and flicking it across the other guy's face, where that was his own actual blood because the glass broke because he gripped it too hard and got too into the roll. Um, that guy's, like, shock and that. disgust was actual shock and disgust. And it was just perfect for the scene, so they kept it. There's the famous Indiana Jones scene where Harrison Ford is like has the flu and is like supposed to have that huge fist fight with a guy and couldn't find the sword, so he just took takes his gun out and shoots him. Yeah, it's like one of the most memorable scenes in that movie. Everybody remembers that. And that was completely improv because he he was sick, and they're just like, "That's perfect. That's how Indy would handle it." Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Perfect. So I, uh, I guess it's my turn. I've been playing Destiny yeah, 2 on PC. Playing, James? That's that's it. That's that's just, you, you don't want to go into a lengthy rant about it. No, I don't need. It's to. good. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 the way the game was meant to be played. It feels like it should. Having played it on console and now playing it on PC, it is by far superior on the on the on the PC. Mm. Uncapped frame rate, which is a big deal. Mouse and keyboard command, which is a way big deal, and key mapping, it just makes the game ten times better. I can't I can't talk enough about it. It's still the same janky ass story, but the fact that I can get through the game a lot quicker and the game is actually far better because because I have such precision now with my weapons that I can mm-hmm. I can actually kill trash mobs in a very quick amount of time because of the fact that I can keep my t- my uh Weapons on target and actually hitting the critical zones that much quicker means I can advance the story quicker and get past all the menial tasks. By the way, anyone hasn't seen it, go watch the intro to that game. It's good. It's watch everything up until uh, finding out about the uh, the Falcon. You'll know what I mean if you haven't seen it before. You'll know what I mean when you get there. But like that whole stack. Is an amazing sequence. It sets such a tone. Yeah. Coming in from not being in Destiny 1, like, I had no idea what was going on, but uh, to be fair, so does your character. <laughs> True. Uh, interesting things about the game that I will I will note. Number one, if you played Destiny 1 on the console, you would get lore different than if you got, if you didn't play Destiny 1. So, oh, like, like, if you have a save... Yeah, if you have a save because Bungie recognizes your gameplay profile, it would like, oh, you already know what these things are versus your versus them having mm-hmm. to explain because you never fought them before because you never were in Destiny One. Also, lore and dialogue changes based on what sex and what race you choose. 
it's cool. It, it's it's little things, but I mean, to be honest with you, with the way Destiny has been kind of thing, you get the story from the little stuff, not from yeah. And the, I like that kind of attention to detail. It's not just take the space juice, put it in your space guns, and use your space magic to kill things. <laughs> We're looking at you, Doom. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was the best way to do it. If you're gonna do that, follow their example. Exactly. Because they made they well combat very different between Doom and Destiny. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, Destiny two, a lot of fun. Uh, I have I'm I'm at max level. I'm now just grinding the weapons up to get that light level. So because when we got we hopefully have a raid team pulled together, and since I've actually done the raid, I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to help. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be great. Once pre- I level up, I should be able to. We're gonna record it. It's gonna be super fun. We're going to be the best. We're going to be the best at it. We'll at least be the most entertaining. We'll at least garner some attention. Don't worry. I already have ways to have understand it. So one of the rooms is called the, the pools. And it's pretty simple. You have to wait for for old men to come out of chains. And you need to shoot them in their old man balls. Or punch certain other characters in their old man balls. While other characters are shooting the crystals on the top. Okay, a lot of phallic so, references. So... We're so so to simplify this, it is a it is a um, a bathhouse. Yep, featuring The Sims. Pretty much. There we go. Got it. It'll make sense. Don't worry. I'll do all the callouts. But yeah, Destiny Two. Uh that's what I've been playing. Sweet. Shall we do shoutouts then, and then wrap this thing up? Sure. Because Will Cause... needs to get to bed. Ben has to get out yeah. of the rest of his day. And I've got Destiny <laughs> 2 to play. I, and I have stuff. Yeah, but you're yeah. playing stuff. You're in the middle. You are multitasking. The rest <laughs> of us are not. Yeah. I'm multitasking staying awake. <laughs> talking. Um, I'm but multitasking, yeah. like, trying to keep my hands steady because I haven't had a cup of coffee yet. <laughs> I have the opposite problem. He's had too much coffee. Wait, uh, but you're doing things with your hands. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, uh, yeah, the the ones I want to shout out is Demon Star, aka Amanda, because it's her birthday. Still, we're gonna be we're gonna be raiding her. Should we sing? She, she won't hear it. The thing we do. She, yeah, she won't hear it. Okay, okay no, just what we can do make, though. Make her we can, listen we to can it later. sing. We can sing. We can clip it, and then we can send it to her chat. Okay. Ah, yes. All right, we'll do that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll try the trip is up. Three, two, one. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amanda. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. We were so out of sync. That's what makes it great. That was beautiful. <laughs> Chris, we're four guys talking over three continents in like different time zones using the internet. What did you think would be in sync? Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> 10 out of 10 we, we we try we at least try a for effort a for effort and something tells me she will she will appreciate <laughs> yeah four people out of tune singing to 
<laughs> I also want to give a shout out to patron Saint Kimberly, who isn't here tonight because she wasn't feeling very well. So get well soon, Kimberly, and thank you very much for all you do for us. Uh, I also want to thank, lastly, uh, give a shout out to Lucy, Daniela, Lucky Mucky Ducky, aka Lisa, and Chris P, who I met on Sunday. Uh, hanging out with them was freaking awesome, and I, I changed the future, Marty. I changed the future because future lad I told to get around in and he did he did he you do yeah. know that you have to get another round after that too right yep yeah cuz cuz future lard needed to retroactively buy her a drink and then after you've bought her the drink buy her another drink because <laughs> we told you to part to buy a drink in the future yep some yep. crazy ass time shit that we happen here <laughs> no. and I uh, also want to give a huge shout out to Mr. Smith for not only his Smith facts when he's on the show, but my God, what a donation he's given to Extra Life so far. Yeah. It's $100 US, bang. which is like 10 pounds sterling. <laughs> Did I get that yeah, right? right. <laughs> You're looking probably closer to about 70 quid. Still impressive. It's about ten thousand yen. Ten thousand. There you go. <laughs> it's probably about three three US dollars. Uh, sorry, Canadian dollars. But uh, how much yeah. was it again? Hundred US. Hundred US. Yeah. Okay, so about eight million Argentinian, uh, whatever they use, which is which is devalued less than the actual gold in World of Warcraft. Yes. Gold and World of Warcraft is more has is more of a currency because of the fact that you can buy game time than actual Argentinian real money. A false false virtual currency <coughs> worth more. And that's and that's on my shout. How about yourself, Chris? Uh well of course shouting out uh, good old Demon Star thirteen. You gotta, gotta give a little shout out to uh our dear friends Wayward and I'm a Samurai and Regis Castus for being delightful friends. And of course, shout out to Cosmic Gamers for Terraria Tuesdays and for being such grand friends as well. They, they'll be joining us next week uh, in the show for a little bit, if I remember this correctly. Yes. Maybe. I don't yes. remember. Yeah. We recorded it so long ago. <laughs> it was literally a week. Yep, too long. I don't remember uh, two days ago, so... Uh... James? Ben, does you have any shout-outs? Anything you want to... Yeah, <clears throat> I want to make a shout-out to uh, my bro here, Reese's Wave, in the chat for making a comment about the graphics on MGS1 for the PS1 looking amazing. You understand. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> this is good people Gio was a beautiful man yes he was he was also part of last week's show yes but just next week's show because we do time paradoxes here at Tig Whoopies that's, that's we're very good at breaking time continuums we're, we're very, um, very good at that realistically um, speaking we probably shouldn't be allowed near anything that can go faster than like 40 miles an hour <laughs> it's true how many gigawatts Marty! Oh god! 88 gigawatts! The flux capacitor! That's how you stream. You use the flux capacitor in your computer. Get it, get it, I thought you used, uh, 
The twitch reflex. Yeah, twitch. No. <laughs> Duct tape and prayers. Duct tape and prayers. If you go over 88 followers, Duct you Duct tape, go... prayers, and alcohol. Yep. It makes a good stream. <laughs> I guess it's my turn. Because uh, yeah. I, I get to end this. Uh, thanks, Thank you for my wonderful co-hosts for being here tonight, as well as Aww. Ben for joining us. Uh, this this oh, has been something that I've tried. Me. Yeah, I've been trying to get you on for how many for years, years, years. <laughs> it's been a little while, yeah. And this um, is ultimate. You finally got me on, and I wouldn't shut up. Middle Gear Solid Five. So. That's perfectly fine. fine. I had some. We've had somebody else on who wouldn't shut up about Divinity Two for like an hour and a half, and it just means it's less, less, less thing we need to come up with. We're happy to have yeah. guests, and it's ultimately a culmination of what five years of what we what we always wanted to do. So. Congratulations, yeah. Ben. We did it. The five-year plan. We we, we, we got a podcast. We did a podcast together that will actually go live we, to an we, audience. We done podcasted. We done podcasted. Done did the podcast. Uh, and finally, I, I will I will shout out the chat. Thank you all for being here. If you've liked, followed, subscribed, we're happy to have you. If you haven't, thank you for being here to listen to four people talk about video games, mainly Metal Gear Solid, and also the psyche of the video game industry, and us as whole human beings. We really enjoyed you being here. Thank you so very much. The game won't play itself as a public broadcast, brought to you by viewers like you. First time, yeah, Roverman, I know. Where were you? Let's talk. Mike! Mike! Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Mike! Yeah, Mike, you're here. You're, we'll, tell, we'll, tell us what to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll fall asleep, but no, no, we'll talk to you. What's up? Hey, you're you're us. I was just I need direction here, man. <laughs> just, What's going on, Mike? How's life treating you? How's life treating you? You yeah. have you have the floor. <laughs> you have the floor. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, this Mike is the the person in particular, my former roommate, uh, who I'm going through Dark Souls three with. D and D, Mike. Yes, yes. Also known as Coben. Also known as Coben, dude. Oh, so, uh, how Dark Souls Two? How good Dark Souls Two is the best? Definitely, definitely play it and uh, don't don't complain. It's it am the greatest. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Uh, Co- Coben, my D and D partner in crime. <laughs> run into a village overrun by bandits <laughs> make them realize humanity is actually being part of civilization and get them to buy confections with the money that they stole <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a miracle I loved it that was beautiful it just proves that we don't always want to murder people all the time it's really Very the true. triumph of the human spirit right it there. is we, yeah. we we told them that like they were savages and the way to become civilized is to actually throw down this the chains of their oppressors and join with the citizenry and become part of the citizenship because they were thrown away and discarded and they needed to come back into humanity mm. through <laughs> buying I mean, some sort of like a narco collectivist commune sounds like a plan we didn't think it through. I just didn't want to. We just wanted to avoid combat. They didn't want to fight as soon as they did, and they just wanted to also minimize the number of people they had to fight. And lastly, Coben wanted to sell some uh, baked goods. Yeah, it, we had people <laughs> crying by the end of that. Like people, it was it was true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also the music synced up with you guys perfectly i put a, a general i used to put a playlist that was randomized um i now actually have like legit playlists but um <laughs> this like 
inspirational, like, pro-freedom type, like, march came on in the background it's like Cope. as he was going through this huge speech about being good people. And, like... The, the best part was I was standing on top of the of the cart, like reaching out in my glorious full plate as the paladin just like speaking out to the people with Coben right in front of me, just like saying the same stuff. Just reinforce it was beautiful, man. I think I rolled a net twenty, didn't I? I'm persuaded. You did, yes. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Call it all, all, two homo people as examples of their own failure. Yeah, the two jackasses that were actually like the leading like criminals. <laughs> they, they got carried away, just like what did we do with our lives? Just like she's like distraught. <laughs> <laughs> uh, atypical. And then and then promptly goblin trees. Yeah, and then probably goblins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's their D&D story of the week. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right. Anybody else got anything? You got anything uh, else too, Mike? Anything else? Extra life. <laughs> next extra week. life. It's next week. Donate Help money. <laughs> Donate money. <laughs> Keep Will awake. Make him wear the yes. Craig David mask. Is that still a thing? <laughs> not this year. <laughs> not Keep even me somebody, awake. Not even somebody... somebody uh, Somebody uh, donates a thousand dollars. If they donate a thousand dollars, I might consider it. There we go. There we go. He might consider it. That means two thousand means it's guaranteed. Yeah, Digging his hole. Digging his hole. All right. I think we'll end it. What do we? What do we want to listen to, guys? What? What do we want to go out to? What song? Uh, the anthem. The anthem. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the actual like sh- show song. The- yeah. Yeah, that song. Okay, let me find it. It's not, 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 it's Raining Men. Man, I have a really weird playlist. Just gonna throw that out there to everybody. It, like, goes from, like, Michael Bolton to It's Raining Men to, like, frickin' just, just weird. Just weird. Not Retro Funky, there it is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Perfect. Alright, everybody. This has been it. We've done the thing. Congratulations. Oh, I minimized everything. 10 out of 10. Best streamer. Danger Zone. This has been the game on play itself. Will needs to sleep because he's exhausted. Yeah, ben has to get- actually do something with the rest of my day. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're right. very welcome, Mike. I'm going to transition it over to, to, to the outro. There's the outro. Bang. And good night. <laughs>